Hello and welcome to Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug and these are my acute mental neuroses. Let's just jump right into the list you cannot see with almost zero context or setup. Uh, fear marketing uh, on the way, it says. Well, fun fact, our stickers actually showed up early, which gives me, I'm crossing my fingers, hope that the shirts uh, show up early as well. So hopefully I should have those by the end of the week, which is going to be great. Everything's kind of going ahead of schedule for all of the fear marketing for Temper Comic Con. I'll be posting pictures of the stickers later today at time of recording, uh, so Monday. Woo, time travel. But yeah, so it's nice that all the marketing is uh, going to be going through, and I'm going to be working on a Facebook ad for Fear Agents in about a week. So that will uh, be pushed uh, hoard when, uh, right before Denver Comic-Con. And I've got some stuff about right before Denver Comic-Con coming up in the list as well. So fuck, uh, you know, that I said there would be no foreshadowing. There is going to be. And there it is. Kind of the sub-note on Fear Agents. Cover work? Question mark. So I talked about how I decided to kind of shoot myself in the brain foot and not decide on a single cover for Fear Agents, but go, I like all three, I'm going to do them all. <laughs> so I got the first one done. Uh, I originally was not happy with how it was coming out. Um, and then once I finished it and took a couple days away from it and looked back at it, I love it. Uh, there needs to be a few, like the, some of the phrasing, I guess you could say, on what Fear Agents is, because it's hard to encapsulate what Fear Agents is uh, in like a matter of like five words for a book cover. Um, I mean, it's easy to explain, normally easy to explain. It's an online, you know, interactive novel. You follow us on the social medias. Uh, you get to shape the story. You get to see the illustrations on Instagram and Facebook. Um, there'll be a podcast, uh, um, you know, almost monthly podcast associated with it and, and all that. And I can kind of explain the mechanics of it. Great. And that it's the main character transmitting back through time on social media. Let's not overthink that idea. But in trying to say, like, it's an online, you know, media experience, that seems broad. Um, so I, I kind of wanted to kind of get it in a nutshell in like four or five words. And I used the word novel experience, which, I mean, I was kind of shooting from the hip. But when I say novel experience, it makes it sound like novel, the word, is an adjective. Um, like, oh, how novel. Um, as opposed to that it's a novel, it's a written thing. So um, Deb accidentally butt-dialed me. And we ended up talking about a few things. Uh, she wants me to help her on some more of her writing stuff, which I'll get into later, more foreshadowing. Um, but she was like, oh, hey, what about the word narrative? And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, you're totally right. And that's why we work great together, because she called me back five seconds later and went, narrative, that's the word you're looking for. And I went, great, thank you. So cover work, anyway, um, I'm about halfway done with the second cover, and I'm really happy with how that one's turning out. Um, i got to make some really interesting color choices on the font for that one, um, and that's my only kind of uh, reluctance, hesitancy, kind of hang up on that is I was trying to keep with a certain color swatch, and uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do the font in. Uh, white's too stark, yellow would be cool, but it doesn't really work. It's too warm of a color for that cover, so we'll see. Um, but I should have all three covers done by the time we launch. 
because uh, the second one's going to take me a little, or I'm sorry, the third one's going to take me a little while uh, because I'm taking a, a, a beat from uh, Jim Starenko's pop art covers from Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. from Marvel Comics from the 70s um, and building a piece of um, kind of quasi-psychedelic uh, pop art uh, digitally and with all the elements I want for the third cover is going to be time-consuming, to say the least. So hopefully I knock out the second cover later on this week, and then I can start on the third one, and it's not even halfway through the month yet, so I should have plenty of time to work on the third one and get everything posted and launch everything. I'm not going to push it back. I'm holding myself uh, to the fire on this one to get everything done in a timely manner, because I don't want to push back fear like I did. It's been two years since we've been working on this, and uh, not that, like, oh, it's been two years and it needs to come out. Like, it took us two years to build the mechanics and do the illustrations and run the outline and run kind of a test run of the mechanics um, and see how it could work and how it could fail. I mean, I think there's going to be things I'm not going to see coming, and that's just going to be the, ba the, 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 the growing pains of it. And I know they're going to be trolls, and it'll be fine. You know, I'm already thinking about how to publish it in traditional media, in print, and um, I think that's going to be, once I, I've got the rhythm of Fear Agents and I'm really trucking along with it, maybe like about halfway through the um, online version, that's when I'll start looking at how to build kind of the print version of it with all the alternative endings that may or may not get picked, so forth and so on. Anyway... Um, speaking of having time to do stuff, I got kind of a bump up at the day job. Um, I'm a supervisor now. I'm in charge of things. Really, when I say I'm in charge of things, I make sure... Oop, the pipes. Uh, I make sure that the pipes are a calling, and I make sure that, that no one lights the place on fire, and that some really basic paperwork gets done. So that's about it. The suck part is, um, that I get to go in a little bit later, which is nice, um... But I have to stay the whole shift. I'm sorry for the weird edit point. I actually got a phone call I had to take, and I have no idea kind of where I left off. So we're, oh yeah. So I stop people from lighting things on fire, and I do paperwork. The end. It's great. I have to stay the whole shift. Unfortunately, though, um, I'm so used to getting off um, kind of in the very early afternoon um, that I have to stay kind of a whole shift. I can't just leave when I'm done. I go, ah, paperwork's, you know, done. It, takes me all of like maybe half an hour and then oh like that's it like there's no there's no one uh in the place and i can just leave normally this one i have to hang out which kind of sucks so um sorry that phone call kind of took me off guard uh so we'll just jump into the uh ooh, this is this is a lot of anxiety in the next couple things three things actually the whole rest of the list you cannot see is got some anxiety so I had foreshadowed kind of the before Denver Comic-Con thing, um, pop culture con, whatever, you know what I'm going to say, the whole interchangeable blah, blah, blah. Um, so we interviewed, and when I say we, I mean I, but we interviewed um, William Catt, uh, greatest American hero. He was in Sparks. He was on Perry Mason. He was on an episode of Supergirl. Um, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He wrote and directed a movie called Clean and Narrow, which was very good, actually, for being, like, micro-budget under the radar. But anyway, and basically, Deb and I had planned to be on this phone interview together uh, last week, and unfortunately, things did not work out. We had to reschedule, and we rescheduled for uh, last Thursday, 
and Deb couldn't meet up with me. It was too short notice for whatever reason. And so, but she'd had all her notes. She'd done her due diligence. She's a better interviewer than I am. Uh, let's just face it. Once again, another reason we work well together. And so I went, okay, you can't be there. Send me your notes. I will take lead on this. Um, I will say, you know, by the end of it, uh, it went well. Uh, will you, uh, Bill Cat and I talked for ab about a little over 20 minutes, and it was great. And I'm so glad I had those notes. It made it so much easier to talk to him, with, which is why Deb makes great notes. But she makes great notes. I just make notes. You know what I mean? So it was very nerve-wracking to take lead on an interview. It's something I'm not good at. It's something well outside my comfort zone. Uh, you think I'd be great talking to people, but really this faceless computer that I'm talking to, and then the anonymous subscribers and listeners that you are, uh, cats, dogs, humans, sentient gas clouds, Martians, so forth and so on, whatever you are, I'm just glad you're listening, really. You know, I'm, I'm good at talking like this, and I'm good at like social interactions for the most part, but like... A celebrity, you know, interview is something that I'm not used to, and um, it felt good. I mean, I it was very anxiety-driven. Um, I, I started to, not, I wouldn't say spiral out, but um, near the end of the interview, it, it kind of took a very odd turn, which um, that interview will go up next week, uh, next Wednesday, uh, by the time you're listening to this. And it kind of took an odd turn near the end where I was like, oh my god, how do I you know, pull the nose up on this thing, and managed to pull it off. Um, but there was a part where my brain just started screaming. Uh, there was also part of my brain in the back going, don't say the F word, don't say the F word, don't say the F word. Because I don't know, this guy is uh, genuinely nice and earnest, and I wasn't going to be like, that was motherfucking great. Like, I wasn't going to say anything like that, and it was uh, a little difficult to not kind of freak out um, and say like, hey, I'm nervous, this is weird. I'm not used to doing this, so, but I ended up calling Deb afterwards and going, hey, it went really well, the audio was uh, clean, um, it was uh, a matter of, you know, I expected Deb to be there, so I was going to use one phone to call and one phone to record, I ended up doing that with um, someone else's phone, uh, and uh, it, it worked out, so I'm happy, and you'll hear that audio if you want uh, next week, like I said, I think that will drop on the 22nd. Uh, of this month, so like uh, literally a week before Comic-Con, so drum up some fun for that, but that was, yeah, that was, it was very stressful, uh, and nerve-wracking, but I got, I mean, and it was out of my comfort zone, which is kind of more what I want to talk about on the show, is that, you know, now I feel, I would feel more comfortable interviewing someone else, not that I necessarily want to, but it's one of those things can seem scary, before you do them, and then you do them, and you acclimate, or you go, well, that wasn't that bad, or you adapt, um, or you process whatever you have to process afterwards, if it's an emotional moment, um, but I went, oh, okay, well, that wasn't that hard, so once again, I go back to the whole, no matter how small an achievement it seems to be to anyone else, it could be a huge achievement to you, um, that was a huge one for me, was taking lead on an interview, because I've never done that before. Something else that's causing a, a bit of anxiety. Um, but, you know, it's... I think it's a good thing, for the most part. Uh, about, you know, 98% good thing here. So, update from the PO. I had a meeting with her last week, uh, the probation officer, for my situation. And um, she said, well, there's been a problem with one of your uh, P-tests, and um, I can't sign off on your probation. 
uh, at the end of June. And I went, okay, what do we do? She goes, well, you're going to go in front of a judge. And I immediately was like, holy shit, not good. And she goes, nope, I'm going to be there. I'm going to talk to the uh, assistant district attorney, which is like the prosecutor if you're watching Law and & Order. And she's like, I'm going to just say, just terminate your probation, um, but with non-compliance, because it, that's just how it has to be. The fact that my probation officer is in my corner will be in court personally, um, talking to the ADA um, or the DA on my behalf, and is just, you know, the best case scenario is that they say, okay, you only have 20 days left on your probation anyway, out of two years, you know, fine, terminate, you're done. Go live your life and stop fucking up. Uh, worst case scenario, the judge decides to, I, I don't know, say, this does not work for me and you're in a lot of trouble. I don't know what that what the kind of trouble would be. I have no idea. Um, maybe a terminate, a revoke uh, probation, and I, I don't know. I don't know. But the probation officer doesn't seem to be bothered by this. She doesn't seem to be worried by it, and that was very calming to me. You know, I, I don't want to have to go through and getting a, a public defender because I'm not going to waste money on a lawyer when I've... Because this thing, I mean, if it goes in front of a judge multiple times with a public defender, it's going to go for months um, to the point where the DA is probably just going to go, let's just drop this. He's done his time. By the time I even have, like, an extension uh, to get a public defender, I'll have passed my probation point. So am I worried? Not so much. It's just, it's annoying um, that, you know, I've got to go in front of a judge. And that sucks. No one ever wants to do that. And if you do, you're a goddamn psycho and you deserve whatever the judge throws at you. But I'm not a psycho. And um, like I said, the fact that my PO is in my corner and going to be there personally and going to say like, hey, something went weird on this one test and unfortunately it happened in the 90 days. Um, he's been good. Let's just move on and release him into the wild to let him live his peaceful life, which I want to do. And that way I can start rebuilding my life. Uh, piece by piece by piece by piece, which I've been doing slowly. But once I'm off probation, I can do it more quickly because I don't have that hanging over me. So that's, uh, it's a sit rep for June fallout, which, yeah. So first week of June, right after Comic-Con, actually. Uh, within days of me getting back from Comic-Con is when that happens. So uh, I'll, I'll look forward to uh, letting you know what happens there. Because hopefully it's all it's all good news, especially after Denver Comic-Con. I'll be on a high and then hopefully I don't uh, end up on a low. Uh, lastly, and this is not this is kind of a fun anxiety. Uh, Deb's been working on uh, a book. Um, she's right, very like baby fetus stages. Wouldn't be considered. There's no heartbeat yet. Um, but she's working on the world building and some characters. And she one of the characters gives someone else a mix and a mixtape, and she went. Well, you're great at making mixtapes, as I've talked about ad nauseum on the show. So can you make a mixtape that, you know, this character would give to this character, and here's kind of the theme of what I want? I went, great. So I've been building it. Um, the tracks aren't in the right order, but I've got all the songs I want. And it's it's fantastic, and it's very interesting, because I've never come at a mix in this way that, you know, I've got to think of this kind of broadly sketched character and these are kind of the parameters I have to go in and this character's kind of got a deficiency of social interactions. I have to think about that when I'm picking the songs. 
um, and then, you know, age and what they would have been exposed to. So stuff like that. And it's, it's a lot of fun, um, but it's nerve-wracking because it's not ultimately my project. Um, this is something where I'm doing something for someone else's creativity and I have to work inside of their box, um, which once again, I'm not used to. I'm used to working within my own box. So it makes it sound like I'm some kind of veal. Um, but it's been fun, uh, and I want to end on that veal note because uh, it's going to take me a little while to edit this episode, and I have to start getting ready to go uh, meet with Troy to record Nerd Vomit, where we're going to basically just nerd vomit over uh, Avengers Endgame finally, because we're kind of past that two-week spoiler point. So from Damn, Doug's Get Mental Neuroses, I'm Doug. And from Damn, Doug's Get Mental Neuroses, these have been my cute mental neuroses. For once, I didn't mention Borderlands 2 until just now. Edition. Good night, Internet. If you like this, check out some of our other shows like Exotic Liability, No Applause, Just the Clap, and Black Falls. We can be found at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for The BACN on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Oh, yeah.